Good morning, Chingonas. I'm here with Darcy, one of my favorites. Um, and we just want to chat today about um, what it's like losing a parent too soon. I'm going to guess you lost your parent too soon as well, because we're in and around the same age, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was, she was 58. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's Mm-hmm. Even yeah, sooner than losing my father um, at his age of sixty-five. So first, Darcy, why don't you introduce yourself? Because I just adore you, and I met you um, this summer, fall, going into fall, um, at a Fast Foundations Mastermind, right? Yeah. Okay, so why don't you introduce yourself? Because I'm really bad at introducing people, so I always invite them to introduce themselves. <laughs> Go ahead, Darcy. Yeah, awesome. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm super pumped. But I am Darcy Elizabeth, and I'm a speaker, podcaster, event host, and I really focus on helping women become visible, bringing in both the soul and and strategy. So with that, I'm also a Reiki master, do all things woo over here. But I do bring the strategy side of helping women build their brand and be more visible. Love it. So can I ask you actually, did the Reiki come first or? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I was all this entrepreneurship started with becoming a Reiki healer. I was uh, in corporate accounting for eight years. And I did that. And at one point I was going through a separation from my baby's father and I really needed to figure out what was going on inside, right? Because it gets all weird. And during that, I started to get into Reiki healing and then soon after became a healer and now a master. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. And then, so where in your journey after becoming a Reiki master, did you say to yourself, I need to create this business to help support women come together and network and all that good stuff? Yeah. So I, for so long, hid behind everybody else because I was too nervous to get up in front of other people. So it really stems from one, lacking that confidence, but two, having the skills or even knowing what to do when my face would turn completely red and I felt like my body was shutting down. Anyone asked me what my name was. So <laughs> I figured that with that, during my getting my Reiki master certification, I started to get really into communication courses. And I was like, okay, I want to learn more about that. I got that, you know, soul work side that I've been working on, but how can I also like do that strategy side of growing my business. Cause at that time I was really into also health and wellness. So I was a Reiki master, but also into health and wellness. And the thing I learned really quick that when you get in the room, when you network, you grow faster and not only do you grow faster, it's way more fun. So I really started to get into these rooms and was uncomfortable, but I knew there was like so much success to come with it that I knew if I was feeling that way. Other women also probably are feeling that way. So I really just try to build events and platforms for women to be able to get out there to share their expertise and know how to do it in a way that feels good for them, like soul aligned, but also actually making money in their business. That's awesome. That's good. Cause yes, we do need that because the way it used to be all about hustle culture, there was almost like a, instead of a camaraderie of women, it was more like a competition. And to have these spaces where it's like, no, no, you're loved, you're supported, 
I got you. I get you. Um, we need that. Yeah. And I grew up for so long trying to do everything myself, right? I was trying to carry this like vibe. And let me tell you, that doesn't serve anybody, right? Like, yes, (laughs) that was a survival tactic that I had to like use to get through. I had a really rough childhood and then, you know, figuring out how to be a mom all by myself. And one thing I learned is like, why are we not doing this together? It's more fun. We're better together make an impact. So being able to do this with other females or males who are also in a similar line of business has helped me not only make that impact, but be able to get in front of more people too. That's right. I love it. Okay. And so did you begin your journey um, with your mom still in your life or did you already lose her? Uh, No. So I began about six years ago now and she actually just passed away last year so it was just her year anniversary Mm -hmm. so I was doing the work during the time I she died of cirrhosis of the liver so I knew it was going to come someday like I had to mentally prepare myself and I had to watch a really hard death that's one thing I always say like that was the worst way to see someone go Mm. But I feel that I was able to still be able to be there for her, be a mom, run my business because I was doing that inner work, right? And I had to also get comfortable with the feeling of death because I knew it was coming. And I think that so many times we like, you know, we want to say that's not going to happen, right? That's not going to happen. She's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. And I remember I was always saying that until a point that she wasn't fine anymore. Mm -hmm. And during that journey, And still to this day, right, a year later, I'm still working through all these things, but really getting in tune with myself and connecting, you know, with spirit universe, whatever works for you has helped me still keep going. Right. Yes. For anyone who's just tuning in, I brought Darcy on because we have something in common not the greatest thing, but something in common and we can be here for each other in that sense. Um, we've both lost a parent um, in this same month. Um, and so I reached out to Darce and just, you know, kind of told her, I'm, I get it. I'm here with you. Um, I lost my father in 2019 and Darcy just lost her mom a year ago. Um, and we're both business owners. And um, I find, Darce, how do you feel about this? That uh, my father had somewhat of a he was somewhat of a catalyst in me um I guess kind of having this strength and confidence to to really step into it yeah yeah I totally agree and one of my things I always say during this process of grieving but also mentoring other women is that my mom did the best she could with the resources she had mm-hmm. right with where she the resources she had, she did the best she could. And one thing that's so great about something we do is we're providing those resources, mm-hmm. right? We're providing the support. And for me, I really, I started to step into this realm, yes, to heal myself, but knowing that, hey, if I could help another woman not get to that point, mm-hmm. that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And then also we're both mamas, right? Like we're moms and we're doing the thing that we also want to be the catalyst for them, right? Yes. And for them to see that, hey, this is how, you know, we're going to take care of each other. So 
it's just been a whole thing where we have really stepped into that. Mm-hmm. And anytime I start a speech, anytime like I, you know, go on stage and I'm like telling my story, I always do start with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important that it doesn't matter what the relationship looked like or what happened at the end of the day, it's still your mom. And she's a huge reason why I do what I do today. Right. And I feel the same way. Um, I I still have my my mom in my life, thank goodness. Um, but um, contrary to you kind of knowing that your mom's um, time on earth was coming, I, um, I didn't know my dad's was. Um, he went in for scheduled surgery and didn't make it out um, in two days. Um, so, so there was, there was definitely a shock factor there and that happening in 2019, I'm one of those people that was so, so thankful for, you know, Coco slowing the world down because I had time to grieve. Um, I had time to, to think, and I'm going to get a little woo here to say I had time to ascend. Um, when when like prior to losing my dad whenever i felt like i needed strength i i i guess i went to my dad right and i and really i didn't realize this until later cuz it's funny in my teenage years like i drove my dad absolutely bonkers <laughs> um and i fought with my dad a lot because you know he didn't get me and i was his only girl and he just wanted to me he just wanted me to be a good girl <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> i tried but i you know i I was a teenage girl and, you know, sometimes he wasn't happy with me. But I actually realized that it's because we were so similar. Um, we were like the same person. <laughs> we actually loved the same and, and you know, I don't know, parented the same. I guess like I'm a little less old school, a little old school, but a little less old school than my dad, obviously. Um, but... I guess as a teenager, it just annoys you to be so much like your parent. I don't know. This might click with some people and it might not. Um, so anyways, when I couldn't lean on my dad anymore because he just, you know, wasn't here on earth, I had to pull strength from myself. I had to, you know, lean on my own self, lean on my own intuition and wisdom to get through things. And, you know, in hindsight, I'm realizing that if my dad was here on earth, I wouldn't tap into that because I would still have him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and it and it's funny how people are placed in your life at certain times. And there were so many people that just supported me and they they were just more and more, there were just more and more spiritual people. There were people that just, will tell me something about my, my dad. Like they had, like he had a message for me and he did, you know, he did. And that gave me so much strength. That gave me so much comfort. And, you know, now I'm realizing that my dad, when before I had to go drive and see him, pick up the phone to call him. Now my dad walks beside me all the time. Yeah. And I can literally bring him anywhere to everything. So (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I always say that I feel like my relationship is closer mm-hmm. now than it was before. Right. Yeah. And my, my son is, 
he's my spiritually gifted little man. And he's always like, oh, you know, he's always like talking to her and he's like, oh, you know, she's still here with us. And it's like this such a great reminder that mm. even though they're not here, they mm. are still walking that path and you can still have that relationship, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it almost you feel that like, I don't know, protective layer too. Like you're not alone mm-hmm. in this. And that's, that's been really nice for me. For sure. And I hope anyone else who's grieving or having lost a parent or someone really close to them that they look up to is, is, you know, taking this in and really understanding that yes, they're law, they're, they're not on earth here with us. We can't hug them. We can't kiss them. We can't pick up the phone to call them, but they're still here. Um, so my daughter's here on the call, Milan, and she looked to my father as a father figure. He was a constant. He was a constant, you know, male in her life. So he was very much a father figure to her, to her too. Um, so Milan, do you find that there's a certain strength that you might have gained after losing? In my culture, grandfather is called Lolo. So do you find any strength gained in Lolo being on the other side? Mm, yes, like just kind of in the, hello. Uh, <laughs> yes, just in the sense that like, yeah, like same thing, like he's always there. Um, I kind of found that when he passed it was kind of like I kind of have to find um like I felt like I kind of had to mend my relationship with dad with my dad um I mean not my biological dad but like my stepdad um I feel I felt called to that um a little bit more Mm why don't I add some context to this Mm -hmm. um for anybody who doesn't follow me um and doesn't kind of know the history um Darcy's met my husband um but my husband does have a well it's not a history because narcissism you you can't get rid of it but he he does have narcissistic traits that have come from his family his upbringing and so Um, It's put a bit of strain on our family in the past, and he's been doing some really deep work, some really hard work. And of course, Milan being the only stepchild in the family, she has three siblings um, with my husband. um, There was a bit of turmoil, turmoil. There was a problem. There was a problem. There was definitely (laughs) a problem and a feeling of like, I guess, being an outsider, Yeah, an outsider and also just, like, because I am so close with my mom, like, she would tell me a lot about what was happening. Um, And, like, just knowing, like, stuff that she had told me, like, I would see it even more. Um, And I think, like, Lolo's passing kind of made me... Actually, no. Okay. I'm going to reel back here. I don't think it made me want to get closer to dad, but it did 
in the end, like now, I think that it did make our relationship stronger because if I didn't, like, I almost felt even more protective of you Mm. after Lolo passed. Yeah. And especially when I, so I moved in with my grandma um, and every time I would come home, like, I would get this, like, overwhelming feeling of just, like, awfulness. Like, I just felt gross. Like, I didn't want to be home anymore. I love seeing my mom and I love seeing my siblings, but my siblings were kind of a reminder of my dad and I didn't like my dad. So, um, you know, I think like I remember the one time that I came home and you were like, I'm so happy you're home. I'm like, I'm happy to see you. Yeah. And that was when I said, like, I don't want to come home anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the catalyst of this whole thing where my mom said she had enough. So, but in the end, like, you know, me and my dad have really, I I think we've done a lot of, you know, mending, um, you know, and he's done a lot of work. So I do think Lolo is responsible for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. First of all, I love this conversation. I love this conversation. (laughs) And also, like, I love you too. Like, this is so great. Um, But like, that right there where, you know, you guys are sharing how that little transformation happened. I totally see that in myself during this last year where it made it so my biological dad growing up, I didn't see him that much, but this death made it so that I was like, I need to lead on him. I needed, I needed a parent, right. And also needed help with my son and also grieving and just all the things that come with it that we, you know, during the time we don't realize it, but now looking back, it's like, okay, I see what doors this did open and what mending needed, you know, to happen. Mm -hmm. And then, as you said, like they play a part in that. And also they're here with you on the journey, which feels good, right? Kind of takes that pressure off. Like, okay, we're not doing this alone. We have our, you know, spirit guides. We have our people. We have people that are with us on this journey. And I think that's something, even in this season I'm in, I need that support. Even mm-hmm. though they're not literally here, it still feels like a type of support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's like another level. <laughs> It's like another mm. level that you couldn't reach if they were still here. There's a realization yeah. that happens after a loss. Um, and yeah, that was that was a personal one, you know, with my daughter. But at the same time, it was also, you know, more than that. It just it just felt personal because it was, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. I don't put that all out. I mean, I do. Actually, I do. Don't put what out. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I don't put out that whole story. And I guess to some, I have, like, especially with my clients, but it's going to help people because there are people who are going through the same thing or need to go through the same thing or have gone through the same thing. And as ugly as my quote unquote fairy tale is, it's going to help people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's 
to kind of take those moments that you sit back and be like, is there a relationship that I need to work on? Is there a boundary I need to put in place, you know, and like, just really kind of gets you to look at the whole picture a little more. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that was a big one. It was, it was my boundaries being an empath. And I think everybody here is one. Um, you just want to help everybody. You're like, I can't have boundaries because I have to help everybody. I have to, you know, whoever needs me, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And it's like, I put so much emphasis on helping and healing everybody else and forgetting myself and giving a piece of me out to everybody and forgetting that, wait, like I need me too. And so I guess it just kind of, it really opened my eyes, you know, and especially with my daughter saying that home, you know, home base where everybody should love being, where everybody, you know, who leaves home should want to be. She didn't. I was like, oh, hell no, this is not happening. Yeah. I don't even think it was like two days later that you had that conversation with dad. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was, it was immediate. Really quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as much as it hurt, I was just like, not having this, this is not happening. I, I can't have my kids not feeling like where I stay, where I live, where they have to come and see me doesn't feel like home. I'm like, this is not happening. Yeah. And we all know that feeling, right? Like we've all been in this situation where you go somewhere and you instantly get that feeling because especially if you are an empath, you get that whole body feeling and you're like, get me out of here. This yeah. doesn't even feel good. It doesn't feel like it's, you know, safe. And that feeling, I know that during losing my mom, every time I would go in the hospital or every time I would, you know, find her on the floor there, I mean, it was really messy mm. and I would have that feeling. I also, during that time realized like, she's no longer she's feeling that way here. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she, on this side, uh, on this side up, she is not feeling safe, not feeling good. And I think for me, that allowed me to start grieving her while she was still here. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's hard. Now, now, question for you. So mm-hmm. you've had a couple death anniversaries. Do you feel that it always brings you super low or every year gets a little better? Um, it it could vary. It could vary yeah. as to what's happening in life. And my daughter's nodding her head as well. Mm-hmm. It depends. It depends what's happening. Um, this year was was pretty good but I don't know if it was last year or the year before but it was it was like it it was so fresh it was like it just happened yeah Yeah. so generally speaking yes it does get better but then you will have these moments where you just want your dad or you just want you know you'll probably just want your mom obviously that you know they have to stay where they are um because they've been called but you know, then you have so much, you have so many years of, of strengthening yourself that you just have to tap back into all those little things that you've been reminding yourself to get you through it. And then you just kind of have this like 
I don't know, how to guidebook that you've kind of put together for yourself, right? And, you know, you just pick yourself up, you know, A, let yourself grieve if you have to, because there's never a time where it's like, okay, it's been, you know, so many, like, even it could be 20 years, and I know I'm not there yet, but I do have friends that have lost their lost their their parents even before, you know, they can meet their children kind of thing. And, and, you know, there's that, right. There's, there's always something to be grateful for. Right. I mean, there's, there, there's, there always could be worse. Um, Yeah. And it's like, you just have to be thankful for the time that you did have and yeah, allow yourself to grieve. It doesn't matter how long it's been. You're still allowed to grieve and give yourself that time, but pick yourself back up for your own sake. Right. Yeah. So with it being the one year for my mom, I will say it got pretty dark. It got mm-hmm. pretty dark for sure for a bit. And I also felt, I also felt like my grieving started again because mm-hmm. for so long after losing my mom, it was so focused on like getting everything set up. Right. Like Cause it was, it, she didn't have anything set up. Like a large chunk of time was like, you know, getting every, the funeral ready, then her estate and then this and that. And all these things kept me so busy mm-hmm. that I had to like face the music as much. Mm, okay. So it's like, this is like your real grieving now. Right. Like I feel like, and like, I struggle with November anyway, just like. I don't know what it is. I wish I was somebody that told you that I love Thanksgiving, but I'm just not. And it has just always like things have happened in November. So like, even just like when someone says November, my like chest, you know, gets tight. So I just have feel like I'm just starting my grieving now. Like I felt Mm -hmm. like I was when she was here, right? Because there was a lot of sadness and and also a lot of decision-making her way out was not ideal. I had to be the child made a decision on what do we do with her being on life support. And that's one of the worst things I would not wish on anybody to ever have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And for, I think for so long, I got so into work and, you know, doing all the things that now it's quiet. Yeah. And now having to face it Mm -hmm. and it's been rough. It's been hard. Yeah, for sure. If I can, if I, I know, I think it was, whether it was his, because his birthday, so my dad passed on November 28th, but his birthday is on December 14th. Um, so whether it was his birthday or anniversary of his passing, um, I remember I just, I put something out on Facebook and I was like, Hey, I am having a hard day. And you know, today's the, you know, whether it was his birthday again or the day of his passing. And I was like, it would really cheer me up if you could just share a memory you have of my dad with me. I think it was your birthday. Oh, was it my birthday? It was your okay. birthday, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, a time a that I was, there. yeah, really missing my dad. And it, and it helped. It did lift me up. It made me laugh. Like it made me smile. Um, So, you know, reach out to your, to your community or, you know, ask someone, reach out to someone in private. Like I had someone reach out to me who lost her father and she's like, how do you do it? How are you Okay. I've done that before. Yeah. I did that with Megan. Yeah, I don't that's know if right. I, yeah, like yes. I remember there, I was having a real, I think it was the first time we all slept over at Lola's, mm. like me and my siblings. So Milan has a friend who lost her mother 
um, just very suddenly when she was only 16, 17. 17. Actually, no, I think she was 16 and then she turned 17. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Something like that. So 16 or 17, but yeah. Um, And she lost her mom, I think, not even a year before. Um, I think it was in the same year. It was one year where like, um her mom passed and then one of my other friends grandpa passed and then my grandpa passed um there was just a lot going on that year (laughs) um and yeah I remember having to like sleeping over at Lola's and like I could not stop crying and like I had to call Megan and I was like how are you like how are you even living in the same house that this happened Mm. like I was like I don't know how you're doing it like like I was like bawling <laughs> like it was bad um yeah that's that's my story yeah yeah one, one thing I've been liking to do is when those tears come on just like let it <laughs> I've been like letting them out doing the good old scream in the car like I'm like okay drop my son off at school and then I'll go like driving down the highway I'll just like let us scream out mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like just releasing mm-hmm. and like you're saying like allowing that emotion yes. allowing it to just come out and releasing it whichever form it wants to come out yes absolutely and I think that's just that's so important with anything and especially grief like let it out don't hold it in don't hold it in for yeah. you to feel you know continuously definitely let it out yeah and you know my mom she lost her dad very young her dad passed away at like 54 and I always say that a huge part of her depression was she never was able to grieve her dad Mm. right because she lost him and then she was like full-time single mom to me and my sister and I feel like that's a huge part of like, she was kept everything all pent in. So for me, I'm like, I'm going to feel the way I feel. I'm going to save every single voicemail that I have from her forever. Mm -hmm. I have backed them up and everyone's always like, you have so many voicemails. It's like, yes, I'm going to keep every single one. (laughs) And also letting my son have the space to grieve his way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. So important. And I mean, you know, my daughter feels very much like she had a very strong bond um, with him and and with my with my mom as well. But I find that my other three, they're very um, they're they're just they're okay, And they kind of don't want to talk about it. And and that's okay too. Like you said, let them grieve in their own way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And sometimes I'll kind of ask them, like, you know, do you think, do you think about Lolo or, you know, and uh, they're like, yeah, but, you know, and my other daughter, Isis is just kind of like, yeah, but I know he's with us. So that's, that's good to hear. And uh, yeah. It is yeah, I think it, is. it looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Darcy, I really appreciate that. I hope this conversation brought some comfort to you because it definitely did for me and a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's been amazing. Thank you so much. 
page. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, you can catch Darcy on Instagram at DarcyElizabeth.co. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah, right. <laughs> or uh, at Claim Your Net Work. Yes. Yeah, you can Google that anywhere. Anything Claim Your Network or Claim Your Worth is my podcast and you can find us on all platforms. Awesome. Sounds great. And I think we might be coming together again in January. Is that happening? TBD. Okay. TBD. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Darcy, have a good day. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Awesome. It's been such a pleasure. Bye, ladies. Bye.